Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And uh, don't forget, we are very pleased to be part of the Variety Sports Network. Great group of guys to work with there. They have a ton of shows going, so I really encourage you to check it out. Uh, Baseball, NFL, college football, all kinds of good stuff going on there. Um, And, of course, I am uh, originating this show from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. And uh, I'm hoping as soon as the regular season starts, we're going to be getting out some uh, Bradshaw Bourbon stuff here really, really soon. So you will notice that there is no one with me right now, and I sure as hell would like to know why. Of all the people that I, at least I know where they are, the one that did tell me is Ben. He's he's on vacation. I think he's been sloshed since about 10 a.m. Eastern this morning. I have no idea where he is. I think that's intentional. He He's... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh burner uh you are not the first person to tell me i sound like seth rogan I've, I've heard this before my own students tell me that so uh kudos sir i i guess there's worse people i i don't quite have the the marijuana habit he does but uh you know there was a time uh ian is with us finally i'm not gonna have to do this all by myself uh i was and- told i was fired so oh you yeah. asshole um <laughs> no i'm uh Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Ian had to call a little audible here because the, 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 the missus has some uh, lady friends over watching a movie downstairs, which is my normal podcasting room. So I am relegated to being upstairs in a different location. So you did not pull the uh, the hey, I have to podcast from this location <laughs> card. No, because uh, I can podcast from anywhere. Hey, right. Ryan made right. it too. Right. Hey, I like the new background with the Bradshaw the, bourbon. Nice little done. Bradshaw bourbons there. We got uh, looks in here. And, looks lovely. Uh, it's uh, Burner's got some tequila going. Who? What's everybody yeah. got tonight? I, I, of course, got the Bradshaw oh, bourbon. Yeah. I am. I am right polishing there. off my bottle of Redemption oh, High Rye bourbon. I, Not the regular I, I, rye. The High Rye bourbon. The, oh, High Rye, man. The high Rye bourbon. Uh, yes. Yeah, I guarantee you, Freak, Ben is not at a Mormon mini camp. Um, no offense to our find uh, looking for a girlfriend. Now, that could be possible. Um, you never know. Um, Mason's burner has arrived. Yes, uh, Scarps is here. He, he'll never admit to it, but he's absolutely Mason Rudolph's uh, uh, burner. Um, be that as it may. Uh, great to see everybody tonight. And uh, I, I, whoa, yeah, Aaron, that's breaking news. The stash is gone. Scarps, explanation. We'll let Casey touch on that a little bit later. Okay. All right. <laughs> fair enough my friend fair enough a teaser a, a teaser for, what's for casey ahead. you gotta love that stuff man but yes i'm gonna it'll be back eventually but okay. it needs it needs to be i need uh, you know i'm just just gonna be honest with you the i can grow a beard but it isn't that great but yeah i just i always seek perfection oh I and see. And like I'm always like trying to trim it too much or whatever, but like I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a three month beard growth. Ooh, Ooh. all right. So September, October, November. Look at this and, guy. And I'll keep it, you know, no neck beard. We can't have any Andrew Luck going. No, nope, I'm um, the same way. I gotta shave that stuff. I can't do it for three months, and then and then we'll either keep it that way, or or we'll then we'll, then we'll have a 
big stash, big stash. Yeah, like ra- ew, ravishing Rick Rude. There you go, Aaron. Oh, he was he was a character, man. That guy, what a great wrestling character Rick Rude was. Um, yeah, you know the uh, the facial hair thing is uh, you know not to everybody's liking, but uh, thankfully on this show it it seems to be pretty popular, and uh, yeah, so. Anyway, we wish Ben well on his vacation. He will be back next week for our huge, huge, monstrous, outstanding season preview extravaganza show. (laughs) It'll be filled with predictions and extremely hot takes. Uh, I I mean, we will have all kinds of stuff next week. You will not want to miss that one. Um, and, And yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. Hey, the Steelers have a roster. It's a 53-man roster that, as any of you know that have been around long enough, you know it's fluid. Whatever that 53-man roster is at 4 p.m. of deadline day, it ain't going to last that way for long, and the Steelers has it. Um, obviously, they made a couple of trades. They brought in uh, Desmond King. And um, so there's there's a lot to talk about and, and, and also whether or not uh, Omar Khan dabbles in sorcery. Um, we'll, we'll mention that as well because it's, it's highly possible, but again, welcome in everybody that's watching the show live and thank you to everybody who checks us out at your leisure, whether you listen to the show, um, or check out the, uh, the YouTube recording a little bit later when you got some time, but, uh, thanks everybody. Um, Ian, I'm just going to start you off with, with this one. Um, is there one guy that to you was a surprise in terms of, Hey, he made the roster. Uh, well, I mean, I think Braden man's the obvious um, <laughs> answer. Yeah. Um, I was, I was a little surprised. They kept both Sullivan and Riley at corner. Um, I thought they would keep one of them and try and, I, I actually thought they would probably keep Sullivan and try and get Riley through to the practice squad. Although I was hoping they would keep Riley because I was impressed with them. And you know, as a kid coming out of Army, and you know, it said all the right things in his interviews. Said I just want to do what I can to help the team. You know, very disciplined player, all that. Um, but I, I was glad they kept both, and then they went out and signed Desmond King. So they're really deep at defensive back because you can never have enough cornerbacks. No, you can't. And um, Desmond King is a guy that I, I think initially a lot of people thought, okay, he's coming in here to to vie for that nickel corner sl- uh, slot corner position, and and he may. We don't know, but he does have outside experience too, mm-hmm. um, and and he is is capable of returning as well. So. I think it's going to be fascinating to see how quickly he can get up to speed and and maybe what they do with them. They, they've still got, what, 10 days, uh, as Vinny said, 10 days until we beat the 49ers. So yes. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what goes there. Uh, Scarps, was there one person that you were a little bit surprised by uh, that they kept? I agree with Ian. Um, I was surprised they, had, they have so many um, DBs, especially at that position. Um, I would say I would I you know I guess I am a little bit surprised that they kept both Gunner and Miles Boykin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I, I I'm skeptical about this offense because yes, I I, I get I get your weapons, but mm-hmm. after Deontay and George Pickens, you know, Allen Robinson did not have a good year last year. Um. Is he capable? Yes, but but I don't know. But you know, you you know, to me that means you're going to see more gunner jet sweeps <laughs> in some random fuckery. Um, 
and not a lot of uh, not a lot of offensive snaps from Miles Boykin. But mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I I'm interested to see what. And then obviously Calvin Austin is still an unknown. There's a lot. There's a lot. You know, if you see in the preseason that you know. Again, there, there's a there's a lot to be optimistic about, but again, For Matt sure. Can, Matt Canada is still the coordinator, um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of like saying the Titanic is a really fine ship if it weren't for that 300 foot gash in the side. I, I mean, it, it's, I, I can't remember how many times I've seen that in the last couple of days and I'm really excited about this offense, but man, Matt Canada though, you know, it, it's just, it's hilarious to me, but it's true. Um, it's definitely, definitely true. Um, so that may have been the more difficult question. So Ian, I'll give you what I think is probably the easier question. Okay. You asked me first though, last time you can ask Ryan first this time. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll ask Ryan. He's getting some Zen there. Look at how cordial the show is with, uh, without our fourth member. It's such a nice place, isn't it? Where is that asshole? (laughs) Uh, you realize he's going to show up in the chat at some point. I mean, he's probably six sheets to the wind. Why? It's probably he is, uh, in any case, that way at 10 o'clock clock this morning right yeah he's messaging us at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah um scarps who was the guy you were surprised didn't make the roster um i'd probably go with uh i'd probably go with zach gentry um yeah uh either you know he has either his his, his you know his foot it's an injury that's not as close to coming but he's not as close to coming back as i thought but um must you know be. huh must not be yeah, yeah I, and 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 you know but when you look at it mm-hmm. he's not as athletic as darnell washington mm-hmm. is um they obviously have seen enough from darnell washington where they're comfortable with his blocking um, and where he's at, um, yeah, uh, Fehoko, uh, Aaron, yeah, he's back on the practice squad as is his, I think they signed his brother too. I mean, with this brother, like this brother shit's getting out of control. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I'm not saying like, I mean, I know I joke like Connor Hayward ended up being a lot, Connor Hayward ended up being a lot better yes, than, yes. than I thought he was going to be, but like. Like Derek Watt, Derek Watt was not good, right? Um, right. He, he just he just wasn't good. Like the Herbig, the brothers Herbig, one is hurt, the mm-hmm. other is is a fourth round pick that's that's small for for the position he plays. But who knows? But like this whole like this whole joke, like Tom's like, has anybody got any anybody got any it, any any, any brothers? Did you say brothers? Did you say brothers? Yeah, he said brothers. He said, he said anybody brothers. got a younger brother? But I'm just yeah. like I'm just sitting there thinking like that doesn't always work. Like that doesn't always work. Like, like what are we doing here? But then again, who, who knows? I, I don't, I don't know. But they, they love familiarity that they, they yeah, always like, have. <laughs> and I think, and, and that obviously That's, pushes it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. A little far, but Ian, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> that said, yeah. One of the things I'm glad that Omar Khan has done. And sometimes this happens with a change of administration and it's just easier sure. to move on from the guys of the previous administration. But you know, it, it, we always kind of blame Tomlin for having the Tomlin's guys that he liked to keep around. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah. But Omar Khan 
as general manager has not been tied to the guys of the previous administration. And that's not to knock on Kevin Colbert. Um, but you know, how many times do we see a guy stick around because, um, you know, you're like Jordan Dangerfields of the world, who was a good special teams player. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, just just guys that they liked having like your Marcus Allen's Marcus Allen might be a great example of a guy that, you know, was a special teamer, but couldn't find a role on defense and just stuck around for a long time. Whereas now we got rid of two offensive linemen that one was worthless and couldn't <laughs> block like. What do you mean? He was the next, he was mini fridge, man. The guy, <laughs> oh, mini guy, yeah. the guy was about to score a rushing touchdown in the Super Bowl, and you know, we gave up <laughs> on him. Well, look, Ian, you, you yeah. brought it up. I, I, Omar Khan, man, this dude is practicing in some sort of witchcraft. What, when, when I saw that he was able to get a draft pick for Kendrick Green. And, and look, all of us know that we don't mean any disrespect to these players. I mean, Kendrick Green, I think, was horribly miscast. I, I think it was totally unfair to him. Uh, th- that said, he he struggled here as a Pittsburgh Steeler. There's no doubt about it. I, I mean, if you would have told me that a team was going to give you, uh, you know, a couple of ham sandwiches for him, I would have said, eh, it might be a bit much. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> they he got a draft pick for Kendrick Green. Yeah. You know, Scarp, so what was your level of, like, surprised at that you know i i i'm you know trying to wrap my head around this and you know there's there's no way the steelers mo has changed right tomlin colbert and Mm -hmm. and art the second were sort of this you know three-headed monster but then you had support staff underneath but when kevin left or kevin was being phased out and then eventually left Andy Weidel is a big name. Sheldon White is a big name. These guys have years of NFL experience. And then you add Tomlin and, and, and Art back into the mix and Omar. So like, and then, and then as Ian just said, like, you don't necessarily want to be tied to the previous people. Like you need to make a name for yourself. And so I'm not sit here and say it. Omar just has the keys to the car and he's doing whatever he wants. Um, but I do think that there is something there that is not Kevin. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because Kevin right. Colbert has a case for Canton, right? He is a really good general manager. No argument. Um, and he yep. did a lot of great things. He had some mistakes. All teams do. Yep. So that's what I'm thinking about. This is like Omar has, Omar has been so active and whether it's just him or, you know, he has the good supporting cast around him, which I believe it is, but mm-hmm. Omar has been so active that, um, you know, everybody's sort of on cloud cloud nine right now, but what happens yeah. when when there's a miss? He didn't draft Kendra Green. He didn't draft Kevin Dotson. Right. He got some picks for him, which is, you know, for, you know, I I think Kevin Dotson was a pretty good football player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had his injuries, but like he was a he was a fourth round pick that didn't even get a combine invite. Like I don't really know how much people were I don't really know how much people were uh were expecting of him but I think he exceeded expectations. Kendrick Green on the other hand who was a third round pick, you know, when you know I you don't get you as a player you don't get to choose pick and choose um where you get drafted. It, it's just the way it is. Um but you know Omar's done some nice things. He's added some names and I say names because we don't know what they're going to look like on mm-hmm. the field yet. We know mm-hmm. what they might've looked like with other teams. Um, 
but Omar has definitely done a very, very nice job uh, in his in his first official year. Correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Kevin, Kevin did the draft last year. That's right, it. kind of. They they searched over the summer. That, and yeah, he, so he, this is Omar's second year technically, but it's his first full year. Yeah, his first yeah. year running the draft. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I, I think what Big Ben's burner here says is is kind of like this cautionary tale for for all fans. You know, I, I liked Dotson too. I, I really liked the fact they got him. Um, you know, uh, kind of a steal there in the fourth round that year, and and he was just a bulldozer. And you just thought, man, this is the type of scrapper that we need, and. And, you know, then he, he got banged up a little bit. And, uh, you know, Steelers Nation is a wonderful fan base. But, yeah, man, uh, they can turn on you really, really quick. And uh, when, when you're not healthy and you're not on the field, that's the easiest way to get turned on. And, and that's what happened. Um, and it's sad. It's sad. He a uh, good guy and uh, wish him the best, um, you know, out in, uh, out in L.A., you know, where, where they need O-line help out there big time. So he's he's probably going to plug right in out there. And uh, and Dotson, Dotson wasn't a bad player either. Like, no. he's, he's starter capable in this league. Yeah. I think it's just we signed Isaac Samalu, and that really put a stress on, like, what can Kevin Dotson do now? Um, you know, and the Steelers really value versatility in their backups. Like, look at the guys who, who made it as backups. Dylan Cook, who... I was glad to see he made it over LaRaven Clark. I, I'm glad you brought him up because that's a great story, Ian. Yeah. Um, and then LaRaven LaRaven Bengal Brown. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um it's Spencer, Spencer Anderson, who played pretty much every position on the line, um, you know, being a seventh round pick. Anderson, he's I I hesitate to draw comparisons between current players or past players just because of like how good those guys turned out being. But Anderson reminds me a little bit of, um, Oh shit. I just lost his name. SMU uh, seventh round lineman played Kelvin, Kelvin Beecham. Beecham. Kevin Beecham. Thank you. Yep. Sorry. I was like, I had the name in my head and then I just lost it. Yeah. A little bit of Kelvin Beecham. Cause when Beecham came out, we yeah. plugged him in at center to start because that You're was right. the Pouncey got hurt. And then Mike Adams was so bad, they had to move him out to tackle. And he played like center guard and tackle that year. Um, and and I, I don't, I hesitate because Beecham's had a very nice NFL career to, to compare Spencer Anderson, yes. who's never played a game, to right. Calvin Beecham. I, but uh, from what he can do, kind of similarly reminds me coming out. So no, I, I get um, it, Ian. I think it's a great and, comparison. And I think. I think they kind of saw Dotson as like left guard only. Um, and they had a better starting left guard and they were like, we want our backups to be versatile. So that kind of made them expendable. Yeah. I, I think you nailed it. And, and I, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you just look at, at, at Omar Khan and, and they clearly had a plan. They liked the youth. Like you said, you talked a little bit about cook, talked a little bit about Anderson. They, they felt that, um, they weren't going to lose much there. I, I do you guys, Scarps, I'll ask you guys this first. Do, would it surprise you if they went and found maybe a guy with some solid center experience to, to, to pair up maybe with some guard play, maybe, maybe a guy that can play both of those? I mean, they, they got obviously Mason Cole is your starter, and, and you got uh James Daniels in an absolute emergency, he can play center, we know that. Um, I just don't see them being in any hurry to plug Spencer Anderson in at center for any long term, but I, 
maybe not. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I and maybe and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I think if if they were that interested in somebody at that position, they probably mm-hmm. would have already had him. Yep. Um, like you saw Desmond, you know, Desmond King. Um, that was very quick. Um, and we we'll talk about him a little bit later, but yeah. um, I mean, for years Tomlin's talking about talked about position flexibility and yeah, you know, so if Mason Cole goes down, I think. James Daniel is your backup center, right? Um, or James Daniels, not not the former tight ends coach for the Steelers. James Daniels. <laughs> all right now, uh, that's all. That's all James Daniel ever said was all right now. All right now. All right, right now. now. All right, man. All right, man. All right now. Um, and and who and so Mala no, but Spencer Anderson seems like he has a little bit of flexibility. Absolutely. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say that I would say that they probably would have already signed somebody if they were that interested in it. I remember I like a, Cody Wallace a long time ago was was one of those guys that yeah. played center and guard, and he was a pretty good he was a pretty good contributor he, for a couple he was. Of years here. He that was, was a really he, good find. Yeah, and and that's a, exactly the type of guy I I had in mind. Um, is, is somebody like a like a Cody Wallace, um. Let's go back to the the wide receivers for a minute. With them keeping Gunnar Olszewski in six wide receivers, um, Ian, do you think that that was the spot that replaced Zach Gentry? Yeah, I, I think yeah. it was. Um, and, and they also, let's not forget, kind of saved a spot by using Connor Hayward as like that tight end slash fullback position. Um, so I think I think that's still a little bit in flux. Um, that when, you know, cause Gentry had that injury and I think when he's healthy, I wouldn't be shocked if they brought him back. Um, I, the key yeah. difference is when they, if you wave injure a play, if you, if you designate a player as waived slash injured, then he has to clear. I don't remember if it's four weeks or six weeks or whatever the injury time frame is mm-hmm. before you can resign him. But if he can pass a physical with another team, they can resign him whenever they want to. Or they could sign him whenever they want to. So if just waving Gentry kind of leaves them out there, and I mean they could always put him on the practice squad or whatever. Um, but that's the difference between doing a waiver and a waived injured. No, and that's a good uh, distinction to understand, and and it's why we hear the phrase, uh, "Gee, I bet you they told him not to leave town." Yeah, you know, uh, Scarps, just real quick, and I have no idea. If you're going to be able to answer this, maybe maybe more so than I think. What was your role when the 53 came out? Because obviously there were guys that were going to be moved around, maybe put on practice squad. Maybe they would be told, "Hey, we might trade you, so hang tight." I mean, what was your you guys? What was your role in that? You're on oh, mute, right? You're on mute, man. We've done Zoom for three years. Four okay. years, whatever it is. <laughs> this guy, this guy failed time. the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, yeah. Um, so the biggest thing was the biggest thing was was the roster. Um, yeah. The media needed the most updated roster. So I just copy the the main file and and work and work for both of them so 
if you lost a guy or whatever, mm-hmm. you take him off the main one. And then if he got added back on, you, you threw him back on. But the 53 was the most important. Um, but, you know, a lot of cross-checking, a lot of going back but, and forth. W- got to make sure. So I got Yeah, bad. forgive me for interrupting you, but uh, were you ever, like, given the task of, of – were you guys told to call players and say oh, – fuck no. No, dude, that but, was the war- – that was literally – cut down day and it was much it's di- it's different now than it was when i was For there sure. i i think when i was there it was only the first couple years were straight 90 to 53 mm-hmm. and and then i think they they sort of phased it out where it was like 90 to 75 to 53 um no, those days were the worst. It was like dead man walking. You'd see a dude walk down the hall and oh, <laughs> be like, man. oh man, this poor bastard. But like you'd sit around and wait all day. So you get like, you know, a couple at a time, sometimes maybe 10. Right. Um, but you'd be like, you'd be like, Jesus Christ, like, how does this dude not know he's cut? And I like I know these dudes just wouldn't answer their phone. Like they'd be at the they'd be at the they'd be at the at the ho- the team hotel, be like Sorry, man. I didn't hear my phone or whatever. Sounds like a Seinfeld episode. So they could so they could stick around for a couple extra minutes, but um, yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing I had to do was 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 just making sure the roster was up to date because we had to get okay. that out ASAP. Gotcha. Um, but no, thank God I never like. Thank God I never had to like fire anybody or whatever. Like, well, no, I didn't. I didn't mean necessarily that. What what I meant was like, did did you guys have to be like a go between? If if you know, like like let's say Tomlin and and Kevin, they they had a player that you know they knew wasn't going to be on the initial fifty three, but they wanted him to stick around maybe because they were going to put him on the practice squad. You know, I oh my bad, I'm sorry. No, like there would be there would like we would get a list or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, um, through just conversations with some of the scouting staff, I'd, right. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, no way. Right. They'd be like, no. And I'd be like, maybe They'd be like, yeah, like there'd be certain things, but like also not being rude to any players or whatever, but like, yeah. you could clearly see who is it going to make it and who it like, there was only maybe, maybe eight to 10 guys per year where you're like, I don't know, like this guy might actually make it, but the rest you're just like delete. (laughs) (laughs) What Ian, what does Mike Tomlin see in Gunnar Olszewski? And is he going to regret keeping him? Uh, I mean, you know, is he going to regret keeping him? Did he regret keeping him last year in that New England game when he fumbled the ball away to his former team? I never trust anybody that used to play for the Patriots after what happened with LeGarrette Blunt. No anyway, shit. Um, <laughs> at any rate, uh, jokes aside, I, yeah. I think he sees a guy who can be a backup in the slot, and, and he's looked good in the slot as a receiver. He's a decent route runner in mm-hmm. both preseasons, mm-hmm. but to me, he just screams like that 4A player that he looks good against backups, but he just doesn't have anything against starters. And and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess they plugged him in a few times to, like, block. They, they played him, like, on the goal line as a blocking end player a few times last year to try and seal the edge, which was weird. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't necessarily get it, quote-unquote, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what he sees in him, but I think it's one of those, like, they signed him to a two-year contract, mm-hmm. and, you know, they know another team's going to pick him up. So, 
if they cut him because there's other teams that are much more desperate for you know guys than the Steelers are. So, and, um, there's and I that. think he's I think he's well liked. I think he's a hard worker. I, yeah, I, I think he's tough. Um, but I mean, I and the reason I said will he live to regret it because you, you know he, he made the one mistake against the one team that he absolutely could not have made the mistake against as you talked yes. about yeah I, I mean if he's forced back there into a punt return situation and he does that again i, I mean yeah. it's gonna be well ugly. Let's, let's not forget that desmond king has some special teams return experience so yes he does that could have gone into that too Yes. No, very, very, yeah. Uh, Scarps, you wanted to add something. I mean, to be fair, we remember we remember that play from Gunner in that New England game, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. we forget uh, Nelson Aguilar mossing whoever. Um, Akella Weatherspoon. Weatherspoon. Yes. Uh, do, we, do we forget that that defense, and I know T.J. Walton couldn't stop uh, one-legged Damian Harris, you know, <laughs> and on that final drive, like, <laughs> yeah. and Mitch was terrible. Like, yeah. you know, I understand that that one play could make a game, but that offense last year was mm-hmm. garbage. Yeah. Even even at the lat the latter the latter portions of the season. So you know, we remember that play from Gunner, but you know, somebody obviously likes him. Um, and and Pickett spoke highly of him. Mitch spoke highly of him. I think Mason did as well. Like. You know, the other thing too is this is a young, this is a young team, and Olszewski is only maybe fifth year or sixth year. Five I think or it's six. just, I think it's fifth. Fifth yeah. year, fifth yeah. year. And you know, regardless of what you feel about them, he did play for the Patriots. Like mm-hmm. there, you know, there, there's little, there's little nuances and things that absolutely that, that people look for. So, I mean, I, I definitely bust his balls on here, uh, you know, on occasion, but mm-hmm. you know. I would also say too that again we don't know we don't know what we're getting out of Calvin Austin. I know we've I know we've seen what he can do against thirty six teamers, um, but you know what like what is a Calvin Austin gets hurt again? Yeah, um, yeah Desmond King has return experience, but Gunnar Olszewski is probably your guy, and mm-hmm. you know I, you know I, I don't know. It's not the worst thing ever, um, but if but. If they run jet sweeps to him, maybe he can pick up twenty to twenty-five every once in a while. Sure, Scarps, twenty to twenty-five. With <laughs> and you call me sweep. a hater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denying that, man. That dude is golden on a jet sweep for three yards. I mean, that's just—it just is. I mean, have you ever seen him actually get more than three yards? It's—it's it's usually three yards uh, or two. You know, it's just—I'm sorry, it is, but. And I, until your point earlier about using him on the goal line to seal an edge, I mean, come on, the guy's like 180 pounds soaking wet, you know, it's just, but, uh, but again, yeah. as was, as was mentioned, coaches know a lot, hell of a lot more than we do. It's true. You know? And yeah. I think Ryan's point about the veterans is well taken that, you know, they brought in Allen Robinson they, to, you know, help the young wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They brought mm-hmm. in Patrick Peterson to help the young cornerbacks. Um, you know they've they've done some things this off season to try and and help teach the young generation how to be a professional. Yeah. Um. And and Gunner probably plays into that a little bit too. Um. Some of the 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 people in the chat are talking a little bit about Darnell Washington, and I, you know, obviously to to 
again, you, you could have had a, a more serious injury with Zach Gentry than many of us know. Okay. But let, let's just say for sake of argument that he's, he's maybe just a little dinged up and would have been okay, but they were so impressed with Darnell Washington's blocking ability. They decided they could move on from Gentry. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I'm there with Darnell Washington yet. I think he's a great blocker. I, I think he's, uh, I think he's going to be a, a, an excellent safety valve, if you will, for Kenny Pickett over the middle. I, I think there's a lot of great things about Washington. I just don't feel like I was ready to give up on Gentry yet. I, I, I don't know. Am That's I wrong? To... Michigan. Yeah. And and Tomlin did call him Blue Blue. That yeah. was his nickname, Blue Blue. I I don't know. I I mean, it, you, Ian, I'm not lying. There's a soft spot for that guy, uh, and it's not necessarily because he went to Michigan. It's because he's a former quarterback. And and most quarterbacks are not tough enough to turn themselves into a blocking tight end in the National Football League, and he did. So I, I do. I have a ton of respect for him. Um, but I, I just, man, I watched some of those those plays where it was him and it was Darnell Washington, and they were just blowing people away. And, and I thought, my God, what an awesome thing you could do with that. Now you can run play action off that. You can You can go back the other way. I mean – just so many cool things they could have done and and they chose not to and okay yeah i'm gonna ride with uh with mike tomlin on this one but that doesn't mean i don't have some doubts that's for sure yeah i think it was i think it was an injury thing i i wouldn't be surprised to see him back by like week four or five yeah yeah i i think you're right and um yeah you know who was not terrible was rodney williams he was on the practice squad. They put him on the yeah, yeah. and I'm glad they did. He yeah. he was not terrible at all. And and I mean, you you'd think when you're talking about a guy who's like your fourth or fifth tight end, it's like okay, dude, we just need some bodies. Can you go out and be a body for a minute? He he showed some ability at times, blocking, mm-hmm. catching a couple passes. So you know, who knows? Maybe there's yeah. a future for him down the road too. Um, the 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 Desmond King thing. Uh, do we have an idea of what his addition speaks to the most? And uh, and by that I mean, because he's played more on the boundary than than the slot. Is, is this something about that? Is, is it actually about the slot? They're not they're not overly thrilled with Riley and and Sullivan. I, I I'm trying to figure it out. I guess is what my point is. Ryan seemed like he had a point, so I'll let him go first. Yeah. He's on mute again. What is this guy like? Scarps, come on. Head in the game. (laughs) What's going on there, man? Shaking my head. Um, The Scarps was farting and didn't want us to hear Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Passing gas. Soiled the undies. Um, The... (laughs) Here's a guy who doesn't know when he's on mute. Um... The two things. First thing is that the Steelers didn't like what they saw at a certain position, whether that's slot or not. Um, and two, the second thing is if the guy ain't good enough to make the Texans, what are what are we really talking about here? And I know I know Joe Hayden, you know, almost yeah. five years, yeah. five, six, five years ago, six years ago to the day. Um, but Joe Hayden was Joe Hayden was like a perennial Pro Bowl caliber player. That's a Tomlinism. Um, and you know, Desmond King isn't bad. I think he's made a Pro Bowl one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um yep, yep. But like 
I don't know. What is it? What's it? Okay, but here's the other thing. What's it say when the Texans want Kendrick Green but don't want Desmond King? So I, I, I just I don't know. Uh it's a good question. And and I'm going to simply leave it to this and I'll I'll let Ian address this. That's a brand new coaching staff down there. Um Demeco Ryan's great player, pretty good defensive coordinator. Um, I hope he yeah. does well down there. But uh, you know, clearly they're still trying to find their way, and and you you do you you wonder, you know, was it a, was it a money thing with King? I don't think so. Um, so I, I I don't know. Ian, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So with with Desmond King, I think one of the reasons they signed him was Sullivan and Riley aren't real good run defenders out of the slot. And I think ever since they lost Mike Hilton, they've been looking for that guy who can play the run out of the slot corner position. Mm -hmm. And I think King is capable of doing that. Um, You know, our good friend Derek on Twitter was uh, posting some cut up clips this evening of, of King playing the run very well uh, out of the slot corner position. Um, And I'm not saying Desmond King is Mike Hilton because he's a completely different player, but I think he has that willingness to stick his nose in there against the run. And I think that was something they didn't see enough of out of either Sullivan or Riley to be like comfortable throwing them out there Mm -hmm. on a second down, right? You throw those guys out there on a third down where you know it's a passing down. You're like, all right, they're they're coverage guys. They're going to cover okay. You throw them out there on like a second and eight, when a team could run a draw play on you or, or could throw the ball, um, you want a guy who's going to stick his nose in there. Um, so there's that. The other thing with the Texans and Kendrick Green, let's not forget, they had like three offensive linemen get injured this week. Yeah. Um, they're so they're, they're desperate for like a warm body and are probably looking at a guy who's like, well, he's got 17 starts in his career, you know? Um, now, they're probably not realizing he's got like concrete shoes and concrete gloves that he's wearing out there that <laughs> can't move his feet or his hands. But nevertheless, um, you know, and there were there were rumors floating around that the Texans like Kendrick Green back in the draft year. He right. came out and things like that. And, you know, that's possible. But, hey, you know, it's it's all about team needs at a given time, right? We were very fortunate to get through this preseason with no injuries, no significant injuries, right? Like, you know, yep. a Zach Gentry dinged up here, a Trey Norwood dinged up there, like Ogunjobi with a foot maybe. But, um, you know, I took it as a very good sign. Mm-hmm. They didn't put Ogunjobi on IR. So, um, you know, we, we mostly made it through the preseason unscathed. There were other teams that like, like the Texans losing three starting linemen. It's like, hey, you know, they got to go out and find somebody that they can. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I want to add that Jen's having a great night in the chat tonight. And, and I want to address two things she talked about. Uh, number one, she she did bring up when we were talking a little bit about Gentry being cut. She talked about Pat Fryermuth and his concussion history. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've talked about on the show before. And I completely forgot about it tonight. And we should have mentioned it. So thanks to her for mentioning that. And then, um, you know, she talked a little bit about, you know, what the room, the word is on King, you know, a little bit of a a party animal off the field. Maybe the coaches didn't want to deal with that anymore. Um, Well, you know, I I, we'll see what happens in Pittsburgh. Um, See if he's uh, hanging on down at the strip and, uh, you know, 
There ain't uh, none that go on down the strip. You go down the south side. South side. I was going to say. Yeah, tell, I me to you're say not, tell me you're not from Pittsburgh without telling me you're not from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Fuck. Come on, man. <laughs> I love stirring the butt. Uh, in any case, yeah. So, I, you know, good night for her. Thanks, Jen. You're doing awesome. And uh, everybody's doing awesome. What the hell, you know? Um, what, what was I going to move on to? Uh, oh, I know what it was. Inside linebacker. I, I was surprised that they did not keep a fifth. Now, whether it be Kwiatkowski, whether it have been Tanner Muse, who, by the way, uh, Chargers picked him up today. Yeah, Chargers picked yeah. him up. Um, I, I thought they would keep one of those guys. Not even so much just to be an inside linebacker, because they wouldn't really see the field with the four guys we got ahead of them, but special teams. Um, so I was a little surprised by that. And then they stuck with four outside linebackers, just your two starters, your two reserves. I, I, Scarps, were you a little surprised by that or not? Not surprised at all. Um, I wasn't really that surprised. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I was a little. I just thought they'd like that special teams death. Yeah, Ian. I think the thing we all forgot about, and myself included, I'm, I'm going to own this one. That they think of Keanu Neal like a dimebacker. That they think of Keanu Neal as a guy that in dime. They can put KZ and Fitzpatrick deep and put Neil at a linebacker position. Yeah, great point. Um, so I think Neil kind of serves like that fifth linebacker. Um, and that's probably the best role for him is being in the box and not having to like cover area. <laughs> um, so I, I think, you know, giving him that ability to play in the box and, and potentially play downhill or spy a little bit. And, and the thing we have to remember too is with the, the schedule we have and the increase in mobile quarterbacks around, like you need a guy who can like sit there and spy Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. Like mm-hmm. your job is to watch Lamar Jackson and nobody else and just follow him wherever he goes. Um, you know, or whoever else, right? That there's plenty of, mobile enough quarterbacks i mean heck we've seen like justin herbert make plays with his feet that like herbert's not the most fleet of foot guy but you know if you can pick up a third and five with your feet and turn it into a first down that's a tremendous asset to the offense um and i think we actually might see more of that out of picket this year too um as Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the as the coaching staff starts to trust him more i think last year he was very much a you know like play within the structure of what we called. But this year, I think at least what I saw out of the preseason is they may give them a little bit more room to, to improvise a little bit. Ryan, what, what did you think of Cole Holcomb in the preseason? I'm, I'm just curious as to what your observations were. I mean, he was, he's fine. Um, I've said this on the show. I don't think he should be your starter. I think it should mm-hmm. be Juan Alexander and Atlanta mm-hmm. Roberts. Um, but, you know, he didn't really show me anything that I didn't already know. Um, I don't think he did that great in coverage, uh, which is fine. I mean, he's a, he's a big dude. He, he He's a run stopper. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I, I think you need to put – and, and nobody plays base defense anymore, but I think you need to put your best players on the field. And, and like Ian just said, like if that means Keanu Neal is taking more snaps as a as a rover or a, or a or a dime backer, I don't really care. Just yeah, you know. But you know, bottom line is you got to get pressure on the quarterback. That's just that's just the way it is. 
you know, we saw what happened last year without TJ Watt. I, you know, you, you know, if TJ Watt gets hurt, your season's done. I, I mean, yeah. I'm just being, I'm just being yeah. honest. And right, and you know, he he came back last year, and and he even talked about it. I, I, he was not the same. No, um, no, he made plays, but he just wasn't the same. Um, I wanted, I just wanted to be clear about that. But put your best guys on the field, and then see what happens. But you know, the other, t- <laughs> I said, the other teams want to win too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to ask you the same question. What What was your impression of, of Cole Holcomb, you know, being yeah, able to watch him for a couple I, of games? I thought he struggled in coverage, um, but they played some extremely vanilla coverage too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think he struggled in coverage. Um, I, I think Ryan is right, though, that your your starters should be Quan Alexander and Landon Roberts and then probably let Keanu Neal come in for Roberts in obvious passing situations. Um, just to kind of give you that that third safety heavy-ish look. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, you know, a, a, a defense with, I mean, let's take best case scenario, right? You got TJ, Cam, Joby, or Benton, but we'll, we'll say Ogunjobi yeah, yeah. and, and um, Highsmith, and then Quan Alexander in the middle, and then a defensive backfield with, Keanu Neal, Minka, KZ, uh, you know, probably a Patrick Peterson, mm-hmm. a Levi Wallace, mm-hmm. and you know, pick your poison, right? You know, maybe part of the 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 Desmond King deal was they didn't quite feel ready enough to put Joey Porter Jr. on the outside and slide Pat Pete into the inside. So they were like, let's go get another guy who can play the slot that we can plug in. So, you know, maybe it's Desmond King, maybe it's Sullivan, maybe it's Riley, one of those guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean <sighs> I don't know. I, I think they're, I think they've taken steps to make them. They've taken, no, sorry. Let me, let me back up. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have PTSD from Ben being on the show. Um, don't we all? Yeah. They've, they've taken steps to put new bodies in positions where they were below the line last year. I, I'm not going to say they've taken steps to be better at positions because I don't know if these guys are actually going to be better than what we had before, but they've mm-hmm. taken steps to make changes at positions where they needed improvement. So that's in, in an off season. That's really all you can ask for is try and get better at positions of weakness. And I feel like they've brought in veteran guys at those positions to try and get better at those positions of weakness. It, it, yeah. And I think, Maybe if there was a knock on Kevin for a little while, it, it, it seemed like there was this uh, kind of ignoring certain positions, even though he everybody kind of knew they needed to address them. And and I'll give Omar some credit. It's it's not like he's bringing in world beaters, but he's at least addressing the positions, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I like that part of it. And and I agree with both of you guys. I I was kind of. I had higher expectations for Holcomb. I, I thought he would be a little better in coverage. He was he was trailing guys a lot more than I thought he would. Um, but that said, he he is a run stuffer first, um, and and will likely be used in that role. And uh, as some of the people in the chat have said, it's great to have flexibility and versatility mm-hmm. um, to 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 be able to do that. So. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I was just curious as to uh, what your takes were on that. Um, 
I think as, as, as far as the roster goes, uh, it, it is what it is now at this point. Um, I don't see too much more happening barring an injury uh, ahead of the uh, week one game with, with with the Niners, which, again, about nine, ten days away. Uh, did, did I see today that Bosa is coming in? He's re- he's going to report full-time kind of a thing? He wants to play week one, or did I misinterpret something? I didn't see that. I okay. don't know. So okay, I was just curious. I I thought I, I saw something see, about I that. I didn't see that either. But okay, I mean, that uh, doesn't I mean, mean it ain't true. Right, right. And I and I, you know, he, he's he's a, a a very good player, and and obviously they're a different defense. Much like when TJ's on the field and when he's not. Same mm-hmm. for us. Um, I I was just curious uh, uh, of that. I thought I saw that somewhere. Um, any other thoughts on the roster, guys? Um. Uh, I would say that uh, there's a lot of names on this roster, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, Expand upon that. What do you mean? This might be at least there are a lot of names on this roster. Patrick Peterson, Quan Alexander, Mm -hmm. Isaac Solomalu. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson, most of your free agent, Desmond King, your free agent guys that you brought in here, right? There are a bunch of names, nameless gray faces, <laughs> although that would mean that they don't have names. Um, <laughs> but they're not new to the game, but they're new to the Steelers. Yeah. And just because they were once good somewhere else does not mean that that success will carry over to here so that being said give him some time mm-hmm. keanu mm-hmm. neal there's another guy yeah give him some time see what happens and you don't lose a season in the first four games so just take a sip and chill out well uh, i was thinking about this today and i see some of the guys as freak was mentioning it you know, they got the first five weeks, and then they get a, a week six bye. Uh, three of those those first five games are at home. You get the Niners, Browns back-to-back. Uh, you go on the road for the Texans, or excuse me, the Raiders and the Texans, and you come home for Baltimore, and then you get the bye week. Do they have to come into the bye week at absolute worst three and two, Ian? Um. Eh, I don't know. I mean, you, you, no, I'm, I'm not going to say absolute worst because yeah. you never know what happens in an NFL season, right? I, I think back to uh, like 2017 that we were looking at the schedule and like there was a, a, a murderer's row of quarterbacks we were going to have to face. There was like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and all these other guys, exactly. right? Aaron yep. Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Yep. And, no, it wouldn't have been Russell. They they different divisions, but there, right. there was this murderer's row of quarterbacks we were going to have to face. And then like all of them got injured and we faced backups like five weeks in a row yeah so right. you, like you can look at the schedule and be like oh it's so hard in the second half and, and yeah if everybody's at full strength if you're playing madden where nobody gets hurt yeah um <laughs> but but you never know and and i think you you got to be careful in an nfl season not to peak too soon and with a, a young team that's coming off a hot preseason mm-hmm. like 
And, and a hot finish to last year. And, and a hot finish to yeah. last year, right? Like, the arrow's pointing up. They're trending in the right direction. But, like, what's going to happen to their confidence if they lose two games in a row, right? You you don't, you, you know, you, you want them to keep going on that upward trajectory. But, like, you you got to kind of stay even keeled and level about it, not get too high and not get too mm-hmm. low. Like, a loss isn't the end of the world, but a win doesn't mean they're winning the Super Bowl. You don't win or lose the Super Bowl in September, like Ryan said. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess you mm-hmm. could lose it if, well, if like you're the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes were to get hurt. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the year Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, we lost the Super Bowl in September. No like there was it. no way that yep. we were going to make a run without Ben Roethlisberger that year. Um, so, you know, when you have a franchise quarterback, which I don't know if we have one yet. This is going to be a year to kind of. This is the year to find out. I think finding that out. Yeah. Um. Although there was, uh, who was it? Um. Uh. One of the like famous NFL execs used to say, like, you know, people would ask him if he had a franchise quarterback, and he'd say, like, did you draft a franchise quarterback? And he would say, ask me after year three. Like yeah. year three is really the year where you can tell, like, does this guy have it or not? And That's the way we year... talk about draft picks. Ask right. me in three years. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're in year two, so you just want to see the upward trajectory with Kenny continue. Um, but I don't know if I'm definitive now. Okay, if Kenny goes out and wins the Super Bowl this year, then I will definitively Holy say shit. we have a franchise quarterback. But short of that. And you know what? Even if he were to make the AFC championship game, I might say we have a franchise quarterback. But short of that, I'm not sure if I'm ready yet to say we have a franchise quarterback. We have a quarterback, a young quarterback who is trending in the right direction, but I'm Mm -hmm. not sure Mm -hmm. yet if he's a franchise quarterback. So I'm just my expectations are good. Everything's going in a good direction. I just I want to see him carry it through. But, you know, this is very different than the teams of the early 2010s where you had seen them do it and you yeah. were disappointed when they yeah. didn't because you knew they were capable of more. Whereas this team, you're not sure what they're capable of. So it's kind of a, a different level of excitement. It's a fascinating uh, direction to go in, in terms of what will it take for any of us to consider him the franchise quarterback, you know, do you need to see him win a playoff game? Do you need to see him get to the AFC title game? Does he have to get to the Super Bowl? You know, uh, Scarps. So I, I I know what you guys are saying, but mm-hmm. there's no chance that Kenny Pickett does not get a second contract with the Steelers. Whoa. There's no, that's that's just not like this team doesn't fire head coaches. Uh-huh. This team is not uh-huh. going to do that. Like, like they're not, they're right. they're not going. They're not. They're just not going to do that. And and I've and I've said this like like I have never crowned Pickett. I've never trashed Pickett. I joke about it on here because Steelers Sunshine Twitter is so fucking over the top about him. It's ridiculous. But like, Ian, if if the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, I would bet that it's not because of what Kenny Pickett. Did you're right? I would bet that it's more than what he didn't do, and he didn't turn the ball over. He was smart with the football, and they didn't have a lot of injuries, and their defense played really well, and they ran the ball effectively, mm-hmm. and they made cl- they made routine plays routinely, and made clutch plays when necessary. But to think that the, to think that Kenny Pickett this year is somehow going to be um, as lethal as Patrick Mahomes or I know people don't like him. Joe Burrow is 
already one of the most clutch players in league history. He's just as clutch as look up like if, depending on what depending on what statistics he used. Like Burrow. Now here's a guy that likes statistics. Uh, here's a guy that follows PFF. <laughs> um, so, so like until like to think that like Pickett is all of a sudden going to make this jump is absurd. And people are throwing out oh, 40 touchdowns. Like what are, are you high? Are you on crack? Like Ben only threw 34 is the most that Ben ever yeah. threw in a season. 34. So he's in a best Ben by six touchdowns. And here's the thing. They'd be dumb. They would be dumb to let him be Patrick Mahomes or try to be Patrick Mahomes. They need like, I'm not saying they can need to play archaic. Like no, the they Patriots need to be are probably going to play this year. <laughs> like, like the Patriots are probably going to be pull, running a football 50 times a year this year. They should but be. like, but like they, like they should be, they should, they should, they should give him more of a leash and see what he can do. But if he throws 25 touchdowns this year, I think that's a huge improvement. And if he throws 25 touchdowns this year, I think they're nine, 10 win team, which might get in and might not. I don't know. Well, we're going to talk about that next week because we're going to have a lot of over and unders to discuss next week when uh, we do our huge 2023 season extravaganza. And yes, so what I'm you're calling saying is extravaganza. We, we, yes, we might we might go a little bit over time oh. <laughs> because we have so much to cover. It's it's possible there could be the word over time involved this <laughs> week. Uh, yeah. Well, it is. I mean, yeah, the NFL kickoff is it's, next Thursday, right? Yeah. Chiefs Lions will be on, will be on, and the ratings will be very competitive. They'll get some ratings. We'll have very close ratings to what they're you getting. Ready so. for you ready for that upset? uh mark lives in michigan he was born waiting for this upset oh my god i you know what i i i'll say this i i love talking to lions fans they're they're they really truly are diehards and and they are as excited as they've ever been this year Uh, literally going back to the barry sanders years even back then they still were kind of like yeah, we got Barry, but that's about it. You know, they're excited. I'm happy for them. I I, I hope they do well. Um, but at the same time, I, I I've been around here a long, long time, and I've I've seen high expectations come crashing down to earth really, really fast. Um, and and then then the Red Wings start, and nobody even remembers the Lions were around. So, uh, that's just how it works around here. But um, anyway, um. Why, Ian, why did the Steelers keep Braden Mann? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, well, the Patriots cut all their punters and all their <laughs> quarterbacks except one. I so, love Belichick, man. Like, the game uh, cracks me up. Um, so, so that said, you know, I had two theories. One was that they were trying to trade him. Yeah. The other one was that because he didn't have enough accrued seasons to like, he had to pass through waivers if he got cut. Right. So the idea was they liked both him and Harvin enough. They wanted to put him on the practice squad. And the hope was that, you know, the initial round of cuts, there's guys that get signed to rosters off of guys that get cut. All that stuff mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. usually within the first day. Cause then after that, team starts signing guys to practice squads so i think the idea was 
let's hold on to him for like two days and then we'll cut him and see if we can like sneak him through waivers to the practice squad. And nobody claimed him on waivers today. So they did get him. He right. cleared waivers. So he yep. is eligible to re-sign with the practice squad um, if he wants to come back here. So there's that. Yeah, it, it was, I, I, I think. And and oh, sorry, can can I jump in one more of thing? Course. There, I, I think the idea of having man on the practice squad is man's kind of a known commodity that they know what they have. And yep. Harvin yep. is inconsistent. So the idea of having a punter on the practice squad would be that Harvin, though making the roster, would have a very short leash that it's like, if you screw up, we're going to bring this other guy up and you're gone. So. You know, it may have been that they were so close, you know, they stuck with the guy they knew rather than the other guy. But the hope was they could bring the other guy also back. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it almost reminds me and, and, and Ian, I know you, you love a good history uh, analogy here. It almost reminds me if man does go to the practice squad, it reminds me a little bit of the whole Cortez and why he burned his ships. You know, he's yeah. mo they're, they're motivating Presley Harvin. Like, yeah. look, buddy, your replacement is right there. Yep. He, he's literally right there. And, and you can see him every day. He's punting right alongside of you and you better do the job or else this guy's coming in. And, and maybe that's what the plan is. Um, because let's be honest, there was more expected of Presley Harvin through his first couple of years. Fair or not fair, he went through a horrible time with his father being ill and passing away. Nobody would ever, ever deny that part of it. But um, it's a business, and you need people to perform well. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. I found it very interesting. Um, by the way, the Patriots did sign Matt Corral today um the the former panther i i liked the kid i thought he was a tough kid coming out of Ole miss i thought he would have a, a better shot but it just didn't work out did you and, see that you know. somebody tweeted that like somebody tweeted that like the so the patriots traded with the panthers i saw whatever they, and then and then the panthers selected matt corral so yep. and then the patriots literally got him to off waivers today or whatever yep and they gave up nothing to get him like right like I, I i i know they suck and we don't like them but like belichick's not an idiot like no he's literally he's like he's like we're not gonna give up that too much because like next, <laughs> next year he's gonna be he's gonna be like right here with us so i love more I, mean, I love i love more it just always seems to work for that asshole i don't know how it, <laughs> it just does I, I i don't know and by the way i'd like to mention that i'm very disappointed that ben has not jumped in the chat tonight i really thought he would be here i'm gonna probably lay some odds that he's uh passed out um but uh who, who knows and and i did see johnny in a little earlier and i don't I know if did. i almost said fuck you johnny. i know if, if johnny's still man. listening fuck you johnny um <laughs> just just so we we get that out of the way oh, um in, in any case um we're uh anything else to cover tonight guys before casey Kasem steps up from the grave <laughs> I just want to. I just want to say thank God that football's back next oh week. Oh my God! Because oh my I God. can't take this shit anymore. Like, just, just there's just so much downtime in the NFL. Believe it or not, the NFL was not was once not a 365 day a year type of thing. Like there, there really truly was an off season, and and nobody cares, uh, and nobody cared as much. Um, but I'm just happy to be back and, and, and happy. I haven't been fired from the show like Shannon Sharp or 
or like I almost know, was today. Max Kellerman or whatever, you know. Yeah, I, it is a glorious time of year. It it just is. Um, it, you know, I, I really do enjoy summer. Um, but it, when football season comes around and and it was great tonight, I was just kind of getting ready for the show and and Minnesota, Nebraska was on. I got a former student that that plays for Minnesota, teammate of my nice. sons, and and so it's it's awesome to to see him out there running around living his dream and um it's just a great time of year, you know, and, um, and, and the NFL, I mean, before we know it, guys, we'll be talking about week five, week six, week seven, and, and it flies by once it gets going, but, um, um, oh, look who's there. Hey, about time. Yeah. And right on the heels freak totally destroys him. The strip bar Ben is at doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right, you ready, uh, Casey Kasem? Yeah, give me one sec. Give me oh, a second. Sure. Keep the conversation going. I oh, need we'll to keep it going. All right. Sorry. Let me. I didn't realize ben, this. Ben Ben just television. woke up. He he probably just heard Dave Matthews sing uh, "Crash Into <laughs> You" for about the eighth time today. Um, not my fault. You guys are dicks. Okay, maybe uh, ninth time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. All I, I honestly, songs, no catch. He didn't so. catch that ball. I don't know where he is. I have no idea. He, all I know is he's on vacation. Okay, uh, here we go. All right, yeah. all right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Casey Kasem, my sweet lord. Casey's oh. coast to coast, American top forty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was August 31st, 1991. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is once again back with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey, you may notice I no longer have a mustache. I was hoping to pay homage to Bill Cower, you know, the guy that won the Super Bowl with Tomlin's players, but it ended up being about as useless as Ron Stark's 33.3 net yards per punt average back in 1995. But let's be real, Casey. It just wasn't a good look. It was actually creepy. Casey, I still don't quite know if I have that dog in me, but I do know that I'm not allowed within 30 yards of a school or a playground. <laughs> <laughs> let's get back on track here. Casey, I'm one to entertain a good conspiracy theory. The JFK assassination, the moon landing, Hillary Clinton drinking children's blood. Casey... <laughs> Don't act like you don't know about Pizzagate. And then there's a more recent one involving a young lady on an airplane who went viral for saying that motherfucker is not real. <laughs> Casey, as you know, the internet did its thing. People from all walks of life chimed in on who she was actually talking about. Casey, I know exactly who she was speaking to. That motherfucker isn't real is none other than Steelers general manager Omar Khan. <laughs> Casey, Omar is hotter than two rats fooling around in a wool sock at a dumpster in a Texas parking lot in July. The man simply hasn't missed. I'm certain he has a great support staff, but I cannot take away all that he's accomplished this offseason. Unfortunately, teams do not win championships in the offseason, but you can feel the momentum shifting. As Steelers Sunshine Twitter has told me, these aren't the same old Steelers. Again, Casey, I don't know what that means, but I do know I'm listening to the wind of change. <laughs> well, Ryan, first and foremost, thanks for shaving that mustache. 
I felt like I needed to issue an Amber Alert the moment I saw you last Tuesday <laughs> or last Thursday evening. Secondly, thank you for so much for your continued support of a dead DJ whose family is still fighting over his <laughs> remains. Up to number four this week, here's the Scorpions off their album, Crazy World, here's Wind of Change. <laughs> nice. Hey, anytime you can work in a Scorpions reference, man, that's that's good stuff right there. The uh, the two rats in a sock, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, that was, wow. That was... Can I ask where that came from? You know, so it was actually the former former Seattle Mariners great Ichiro Suzuki. Really? Um, yeah, Ichiro at, was asked one time about what it was like playing it, mm. it playing the Rangers in Texas. It was ballpark at Arlington at the yes. time, and he yes. was like, "It's hotter than two rats screwed in a wool sock." <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a great line. That's awesome. Um, hey, thanks so much, everybody, for jumping on. As always, we just so, so appreciate and are so grateful for all of you that uh, come on and, and uh, are with us live every single week. And we are just as grateful for those of you that check out the show, either uh, just listening in on uh, some free time or whether you check out the YouTube broadcast on your time, too. Thank you so much. Make sure you check out the website, SteelCityBlitz.com. Aaron, or excuse me, uh, Ian has all kinds of wonderful Whippeal stuff. If you are yeah, a fan week of, one's happening. Yeah. Yep. If you are a fan of uh, Western Pennsylvania high school football, Aaron, why do I keep saying Aaron? Oh, because I'm looking at his name right here. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Mark has Drunk. you covered. Um, I, I'm I'm biased. I'm absolutely biased. I don't care. Uh, nobody does Whippeal football better than Ian does. Um, and that goes for everybody at the big papers, everything else. He does. He just does a fantastic job, tremendous research, um, and and great stats and and stuff. And he's got he's got a podcast that he that he covers with uh Bruce Badgley as well. So the Whippeal um, Blitz show, which is now live on Monday nights at like 9 15. Look at so, this guy. He's, yeah. he's a podcasting guru. The guy just doesn't stop. Now, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this week might be Tuesday because Monday's Labor Day and I'll be drunk. But Tuesday, Tuesday fair. this week. But mo- That's a Monday, very fair reason. Monday yeah. <laughs> Monday every other week for the whip. It's a, it's a very fair reason. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, everybody. This has been the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And, hey, go Steelers. Oh, the Ravens suck. Yeah, oh, thank you, Ian. Do. Fuck thank those you. guys. And fuck the Browns. <laughs> I hate the Browns, Bengals, they all yeah. suck. All right. Good night, Screw everybody. Screw them. <laughs>